Mayor Mosquito, thank you so much for that very warm, warm welcome. And I only have on behalf of my wife and on behalf of the ambassador and on behalf of the minister who is accompanying me. Maybe if I might begin, because it is important in a city that has so much cultural diversity to say few words in my own language. A way of Firkinoha Sarante Shah Birmingham, Agascon Buikaslasas and Fishkin Forge, Tara to Rome Hings, Ramavan Kaysi at the Toy Tash the Love. That is expressing in Gaelic what I have just said. Thank you for your very warm welcome. I was very delighted to get the invitation, and as I said, this is my first visit to Birmingham as President of Ireland. I have been very much looking forward to it. May I say as well that listening to your comments on the Irish and the Caribbean, it was in my other life back in 1986, uh, I presented a, a documentary on the Irish and Montserrat for Channel 4. And I have to tell you, there are Irish, as we would say in Connemara, there are Irish and Irish in it. Uh, because while you did have indentured servants who went to the Caribbean, there were two or three very large plantations as well which were owned by Irish people and which had slaves. And then there were others as well, I think, in relation to... Uh, I think that I always remember today, they still celebrate St. Patrick's Day on the island of Montserrat, but it is also the day that commemorates the slaves' revolt, uh, which was betrayed, of course, by a servant uh, uh, who, who was working for some of the Irish families. So what it reminds us of all, it reminds us also that the common bonds of humanity are what are important, and that no issue of class or economy or colour should ever divide people. But it is, I visited there uh, uh, two kittens, once uh, before Hurricane Hugo, and again the second time after both Hurricane Hugo and the volcano. And this is one of the great impressive things of why I wanted to visit Birmingham, was because of the richness of its diversity in every sense, both over the years and in the contemporary period. Of course, when I was a young student, when you heard of Birmingham first, it was, of course, when, you'd be, when I was reading about the Industrial Revolution between 1760 and 1830. And it would be impossible to consider the Industrial Revolution in, in Britain without thinking of, of Birmingham. It is a city with a strong and vibrant history uh, I think it drove the Industrial Revolution in the 18th and early 19th century. And of course, that's very much around the figures of James Watt and Matthew Boulton, who first developed the industrial steam engine in Birmingham in 1776. And when they did that and introduced uh, the combustion, the internal combustion steam, steam engine, they weren't just changing uh, the world of work, they were changing the way that people lived. And those changes would go right through, not just uh, the United Kingdom, <coughs> but go through the, the entire world. There's the invention of Watt and Boulton, was arguably the single biggest technological advance in history, and it marked Birmingham as a centre of innovation that resonated across the world. And I have to say, as President of Ireland, it is my wish that we will be able to cooperate with our two neighbours between Ireland and the United Kingdom in fact, building on the possibilities of technology, but delivering technology and science in a way in terms of their impact that will be for the benefit of all mankind. I 
I think we are both changed great challenges in relation to climate change and in relation to sustainability. And these are all pra there are practical programs associated with that in which we can both engage with great, great merit. Therefore, I'm saying yes, that Birmingham is a city not just of great innovation and technological capacity in the past, but in the present. And I believe that it is enormously enabled by the inclusive nature of, it, of its population. I think about the Irish connection with Birmingham. I mentioned Walton Bolton and how the factory system was enabled by their inventions. But immediately afterwards, there was a need for building, and there was a need for housing, and there was a need for means of communication and the transportation of the new goods. And thus, the Irish were involved, I think, in, 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 in the United Kingdom in, in building about 4,000 miles of navigable water between 1745 and 1830. And then between 1830 and 1845, and 15 years, 250,000 Irish navvies worked on providing 20,000 miles of rail. And then, of course, on the Manchester Ship Canal, with which I'd be more familiar with this history from the time I lived in Manchester briefly, and there was 5,000 of the 16,000 labourers who built the Manchester Ship Canal were Irish. So we have been very much associated, if you like, with the infrastructure of, uh, of things. And in many cases, I think that Birmingham, I think, has something that is about which it must be very, very proud. And that is but the University of Birmingham. An example, give a lead. For example, give an example in its libraries, the, the whole origin of the municipal libraries, the emphasis on education being available as a right. And the University of Birmingham itself, founded in 1900, represented a new model for higher education in the United Kingdom that reached out beyond the traditional university class, which of course had supported so many divisions in society. Its commitment, Birmingham's commitment to the universality of education was very, very important. May I pay tribute because I, if you've been reading about my background, I've been looking at reading about yours as well, and I can tell you, I want to pay tribute here to your own work in bit work in relation to education and access and the importance of every child uh, having opportunities. But Birmingham University was England's first civic university, where students from all religions and backgrounds were accepted on an equal basis. And uh, that we should, on the assumption that we should all have access to higher education. And I'm one of those who benefited from uh, access to education, the only member of my family to have that opportunity. But with 30,000 students, Birmingham University continues to thrive and remains very much true to those ideals and long may do so. But of course, for many people in Ireland, Birmingham too, when you mention it, it is the word of sport that comes to mind, be it Birmingham City or Aston Villa. And both have had significant Irish influence throughout the years. And those who listen to or love to suffer of people over a certain age will remember Irish community singing, Oh, ah, Paul McGrath. <laughs> and I think that it is, I'm glad to say that Paul is very well. But I think that both of the teams I mentioned, not only those, but at the others at different levels, have a strong Irish contingent, which is a testament to the strength of that link between Ireland and so many fans very much make the trip every weekend to follow both of the teams that I have mentioned. It's also something important, and there is a name, I think, in the history of Birmingham and the Irish within it. And that is in relation to the, 
entered into to the, to the First World War. I participated in memorials associated with the armistice at the Bolshevik, to one of the worst conflicts in Europe. I spoke at the memorial service in Dublin, just as I know that many you were addressing a commemoration here in Birmingham. But I think uh, what is very, very important is it was a centenary of great significance for us in Ireland, as we remember uh, 200,000 men from across the island of Ireland, north and south, who served in that war. And we recall to mind in a special way the tens of thousands who never returned home and who remained forever in the south of Belgium, France, and Greece and Turkey. But I do not see this in Birmingham as special significance because more than any other United Kingdom city, the effects of the war were felt here, where over half the male population of the city served in the war and many of them not returned. And at the end of the war, when Prime Minister David Lloyd George led a tribute to the people of Birmingham, I quote the word always to the skill and ingenuity and the results of Birmingham, a deep dish of gratitude. But I do say, and it was a tribute, of course, not only to those who served and to the people of Birmingham who were left behind and moved on from the devastating losses, but also a tribute to those, which is a characteristic of Birmingham, who had the resilience to continue and build from such circumstances a thriving city. And following the devastation of the Second World War, Birmingham's once again became a driver of growth for the whole of the United Kingdom, with industry and construction providing jobs and security for so many people, many again of whom were Irish immigrants. Between 1955 and 1960, 250,000 Irish people left Ireland, and this time moved mostly to England. Girls working in nursing and in health services, men again working very much in the building industry. So as I make my first visit as President of Ireland, Maradhan I am more than aware that I am following in the footsteps of generations of Irish immigrants who left our shores and made their way to Birmingham, sitting here and becoming part of the very fabric of the city. And I thank you, Mayor, for acknowledging their contribution. The Irish population in Birmingham, indeed, does have a history of which the community is proud, because our people may work in the factories of the region are becoming part of the Industrial Revolution, but I'm very pleased of those particularly who worked tending the sick in local hospitals. I remain absolutely convinced, and I say it often, and one of the greatest tributes to humankind was the establishment of the National Health Service. It's something of which people should always be very, very proud. And indeed, I know as President of Ireland how many people from Ireland worked in that service, but also the very, very many who benefited from it. And as President of Ireland, I want to thank the people and the communities of Birmingham who welcomed not only the contribution of the Irish, but the families of Irish people in all different circumstances. As I said in the 1950s, that wave of big men who came in the second great wave, they came to have built so much in the region, working on projects such as the Rotunda, the AEC, and of course, Spaghetti Junction. In 2017, I know that in this project entitled We Built This City, was the project and achievement of the Birmingham Irish Association, and I'm looking forward to visiting them this afternoon. It focused on the Irish workers that came to Birmingham after the war, and tells their stories in their own words and the words of their children. And it was launched by our ambassador in 2017, and it has attracted record numbers of visitors to the city's museum and our gallery. This is a story and a heritage we share. And
and through this project you can get a sense of what it meant to these people to leave home and how they went on to build their lives in a new city. I have to say most of my own academic work when I was an academic was in the area of migration. And migrants, we must remember, our planet is a migrant planet. People are moving all the time. It is one of the great fallacies that people are always in the one spot. But the words of some of our own people speaking about that time, I think a woman writing about her father's arrival to the city, one of the participants at that time said, he arrived in the city with a brown paper bag, clutching his few clothes and little else. Now that's a line that could describe many generations of Irish immigrants that came to form shores in search of work, but in search also of something that was important, new connections, friendship, companionship, and all the things that make our lives together on a shared vulnerable planet worthwhile. And it's a testament to the city of Birmingham and to its people that these men and women stayed to build their lives here. And as their census figure shows, their children and grandchildren remain proudly Irish, but with a Birmingham, Birmingham accent. The Birmingham Irish community and the wider Birmingham community, of course, has also faced tragedies. But before I move to that, may I say, that what cities in the future will be remembered of our future historians is how they in fact implemented the value of hospitality, which is the great test of our modern times. But the Birmingham Irish community, of course, faced a tragedy in terms of the consequences of a, a deep tragedy. I refer to the terrible bombing that took place in this city in 1974. It killed 21 people and injured more than 180 which is a horrific act against a city and its civilian population. And this afternoon I will be visiting the new memorial to the victims, opened last November at New Street Station. And I want to pay tribute and offer the respect of memory and sympathy to all the innocent victims and their families. And I do so as President of Ireland, and I wish to thank the committee of the Birmingham Irish Association who put in place this respectful memorial to their loss. These dark days, this hope, are now behind us, and the future we face together with hope and all the resilience that is needed. The relationship between Ireland and the United Kingdom is now one of cooperation, strength and friendship. And in 2014, I had the great honour of making the first state visit of an Irish president to the United Kingdom. This followed the state visit of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II to Ireland in 2011. I always remember the phrase I said at that stage is the Irish phrase which translated means it is in the shadow of each other that we live. And we will continue, irrespective of the circumstances which face us now, to live in the shadow of each other. A helpful shadow rather than a shadow that offers any exclusions. And the importance of these visits in both directions is deep in symbolism. But much more, it, it, they show the respect and esteem that our two countries have for each other. And it is important that we remember that our shared history that goes back beyond the history books, we must build on this to ensure that this relationship will continue to flourish into the future. And I'm deeply committed to that. The latest political developments continue, of course, to occupy the minds of politicians in both countries. And while respecting the right of the British people to decide on matters that affect them, in recent times I have spoken frankly of my sadness at the decision of the British people in 2016 to leave the European Union. For after all, we have been sharing so much, much more than the use of the English language in meetings of the Union and so many occasions we have had a common position. But I wish to reiterate today that however the those challenges
Germans of great denial and resolve, it will be more important than ever in the years to come to sustain and build upon deep friendships which we have grown between and after Britain and Ireland. On it was something that has been built in our relationship, and may our relationship deepen, and may our relationship prosper together, and we may share many things together as we build hope into the future. We will, as I say, still continue to live in the shadow of each other, not in fear of each other in any respect, but offer each other friendship and cooperation in terms of the challenges we face together, globally in relation to climate, globally in relation to sustainability, but very important on the deep, deep matters that in effect have been matters of exchange between our peoples through the centuries. May I thank you then again, Mayor Mosquito, council members, officials, and for your invitation for this wonderful to this wonderful city. And also for all of those who are here with the posh yoga, the young children. And may I say this, I'm so pleased that it has enabled me as President of Ireland to be able to once again extend the hand of friendship across the Irish Sea. And may I wish people for Green Gavra, Spanish, and Winter Birmingham, you want the new Upton Tower Cree. May I wish the people of Birmingham health, prosperity, peace and happiness, not just for now, but for the many years and decades into the future. Mila Bukas, thank you.